What is up, my Sunlight Samurais? My Andrew Knott's Alpha Image Males. We all know about BPA and how bad it is. We should be avoiding all kinds of plastics. But BPA does not lower testosterone. I'm sorry, guys. But it can have other negative effects on your libido and sexual function. Let's dive in. All right. So uh, what I just said about it doesn't lower testosterone. It can lower testosterone. I was kind of like of a kickbaity thingy. But uh, there's actually some nuance. And I would like to share that with you guys. Alright, so um, BPA is everywhere these days, and BPA is a plastic that is very similar structurally to pregnenolone, progesterone, androstenedione. dione, right? So apart from that, even though it's structurally similar, it's actually an androgen antagonist, and it's called an xenoestrogen, and it causes a host of issues. So you might know like where it's found. It's found in the food packaging, so plastic wraps, Tupperware, doggy bags, etc., dental sealants, water bottles and beverages. So at room temperature, the leaching of BPA is much more. And then when you heat the plastic, the leaching is just like freaking insane. Baby plastic bottles. This is probably the worst. Never give your kid uh, milk or anything from a plastic bottle. You don't want to be, uh, you know, building up that plastic from a very young age. We got food cans. So canned food like veggies, pastas, and soups, and I don't know what else people eat from cans, does contain these plastics. They line it there with the inner side. And uh, so interesting that there was a 1,221% increase in BPA with canned soup versus fresh fresh soup. So obviously, the longer it's in the can, the more the BPA will start to, to leach. What was quite interesting is that canned fruit and tuna showed the lowest BPA concentrations. So uh, maybe you don't have to avoid your canned tuna. But uh, ideally, if you want to avoid all BPA, that's ideal. So canned beverages like energy drinks or um, does not contain uh, does it was not associated with increase in urinary BPA concentration. So when you look at like an energy drink like Monster or Red Bull or something like that, they don't seem to be lining the inside with uh, plastic. So you're probably safe there. Home appliances we got the plastic utensils, plastic rice cooker, um, sous sous vide. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyway, thermal papers that you get the slips from uh, doing shopping. Household dust, air, PVC pipes, smoking, etc. So basically, it's everywhere. And uh, the key here is just to detox it. Like, make sure you minimize your exposure and maximize detoxification. That could be through sweating and also through the liver, which we'll cover in just a second. So let's talk about like safe uh, plastics. So the safest ones is thick, not bendable, murky, and cold plastic is the safest. Right? So the thick, murky stuff, they lead the least. The worst ones are thin and clear plastic, like a, a glad wrap that you wrap your food with, especially if it comes in contact with hot food. So very often you'll see people going to like a takeaway restaurant and they put stuff in like in a, you know, polyserene doggy bag, put in the hot chicken, hot food, and then wrap it with glad wrap. It's like, that is just like a BPA bomb right there. Best to avoid that. Um, so then we have no detectable BPA contamination was observed in water storage um, in bottles made from Triton. Uh, uncoated stainless steel or aluminium lined with uh, eco care. So yeah, the best ones would be glass and stainless steel just to minimize your BPA exposure. And then the worst of them all is when you get BPA topically on your skin because it bypasses the liver. So when you consume BPA orally, it's going to the liver, the liver can detox and your body can excrete it. But when you get it topically, it's bypassing the liver and it can like do a lot more harm at a lower dose. So this would be you know, deodorant, lotions, shaving cream, shampoos, like all of these toxins that you apply topically will be worse than consuming it orally. So let's actually see if it lowers your testosterone or not. Uh, but before we do that, let's look at all of the 
evidence to show how anti-antigenic it is. So BPA, BPS, BPF, BPD, like oh, all of these um, has been shown to have anti-antigenic effects. So when you buy plastic, and I always say, BPA-free, because like, oh, it still contains plastic, bro. Like BPS, BPA, all of these stuff have the same side effects as BPA. You're not like, oh, getting rid of the problem. Anyway, so it inhibits the androgen receptors. It upregulates the aromatase. It activates the estrogen receptor, or albit, it's much weaker than estrogen. It inhibits various sterogenic enzymes. So as we, as I mentioned in the previous video, BPA inhibits sterogenic enzymes by partly competing with the cofactor co NAD. So it replaces NAD, and the NAD is used as a cofactor, so basically the enzyme can't work properly. It decreases the expression of GnRH genes in the hypothalamus. It inhibits 5-alpha adaptase and lowers THD. And this is probably the worst one. It inhibits ATP production and mitochondrial function. So there's very a clear correlation between ATP levels and testosterone. So as your ATP levels drop with age or sickness or mitochondrial dysfunction, your testosterone will also drop. So the more ATP you can get, the more it will help to increase your testosterone levels. And uh, so BPI increases ox uh, mitochondrial oxidative stress and damage and alters complex one activity of the mitochondrial electron transport chain and ATP synthesis. So it drops ATP synthesis. So um, it also damages the endoplasmic reticulum. So the way it works, you have these sterogenic enzymes in the lytic cells. So as I mentioned before, like the cholesterol has been transported into the mitochondria where it's converted to pregnenolone. Once it's converted to pregnenolone, it's been transported out and the other sterogenic enzymes is found in the endoplasmic reticulum. So BPA damages the mitochondria, the first steps, then it damages the endoplasmic reticulum, the other steps. So basically it just messes with all of the steps um, for testosterone production. Now, let's look at BPA exposure in humans on testosterone. So the results are relatively conflicting, but these are more um, like observational studies. They look at the correlation between, okay, you're urinating out this much BPA, and then we look at your testosterone, and they try to see like a correlation there. So they actually found higher serum testosterone, but not estradiol um, uh, in Italian men with higher levels. So higher urinary BPA concentration, higher urinary BPA, it was correlated with higher serum testosterone but not estradiol, a significant increase in LH in testosterone and estradiol levels in Denmark, reduction in um, androstene dion free testosterone and the free androgen index, and an increase in sex and binding globulin, higher FSH and um, basically lower estradiol to testosterone ratio, lower free androgen index, higher sex and binding globulin, and inversely correlated with serum testosterone. So, you know, it's all over the place. Like some people find higher testosterone, other people find lower estrogen, higher estrogen, lower testosterone, higher free androgen index, lower free androgen index. Like there's so many um, factors because when you look at a correlation, you look at people from Italy, from Denmark, from Sweden, from all of these places, and everyone has had more or less a different diet, exposed to more or less different conditions, different stress, different weather. There's so many variables that can influence this, right? So the results from these observational studies does not necessarily prove that BVA consumption lowers testosterone. But it could also be that everyone is exposed to um, the same amount of BVA, and so you can't really get a high baseline. All right, so, but this is the kicker here. Even though it doesn't seem to be messing as much with your hormones that you can see in the blood, it does have some strong effects in the cell by messing with the mitochondria, by causing oxidative stress, by binding to receptors and those kind of stuff. So this is on libido and erections, right? So a study in 2010 found that elevated BPA levels was associated with decreased sexual desire, more difficulty having an erection, lower ejaculation strength, and lower levels of overall satisfaction with sex life, 
which is probably caused by low testosterone, but testosterone wasn't tested. It was a 2009 study showing that uh, workers in a BPA manufacturing factory reported four times more likely to have erectile function and reduced sexual desire. Now, keep in mind, these guys are outliers because they're actually working in a factory where they're producing uh, BPA, so they're exposed to very high levels. Um, but yeah, they have much higher risk of erectile dysfunction and uh, sexual desire. I wish they tested their testosterone as well. So another study found that uh, BBA workers had seven times more likely to have ejaculation difficulties. A, two, a, two, a 2018 study compared low concentrations of BPA. Uh, the risk of sexual dysfunction significantly increased in the groups with a higher BPA. So the highest BPA group experienced the most sexual dysfunction, low libido, reduced erection ability, reduced ejaculation intensity, and premature ejaculation. And then also exposing rats long-term to doses nearly equivalent to that of BPA-exposed workers with ED equals the structural changes to the penis. Pretty crazy, right? So, yeah, in higher doses, it most likely can mess with your hormones, but it will mess with your sexual desire, sexual function, ejaculation, cause ED, bunch of bad stuff. So in this animal study, like BPA exposure, decreased serum testosterone in estradiol by 50% and 88% respectively. It caused venous leak, hence the inability to maintain an erection. It increases the fat deposition in the penis. So the more fat you have, the, the less um, effectively it can contract, right? You, the less effectively you can get an erection, basically. And it um, increased the collagen ratio. So I think I mean to say here it decreased the smooth muscle to collagen ratio. So meaning you have more fat in the penis, you have more collagen tissue and less smooth muscle, which means like your penis is just like becoming dysfunctional with BPA exposure. So yeah, point is like minimize BPA exposure if you want your BP to work properly. And now we get to the good stuff, right? How to detox a BPA. BPA detox by the liver is a vitamin A dependent. You want to make sure you're eating your dairy, your eggs, your beef liver. All of those foods are really high in vitamin A that the body can use to detox it. But you, you, you need NAD to activate the vitamin A. So again, like it comes down to eating the foods and not supplementing, supplementing a specific vitamin or mineral. You need the foods that's high in these because the foods contain all of the cofactors that your body can use to detox. And uh, lastly, also, basically, these, the BPA causes oxidative stress and damages tissue. So what you want to do is also want to be consuming foods that's rich in antioxidants back to um, animal foods, consuming enough vitamin A rich, so this is the BPA detox strategy, consume enough vitamin A rich foods, liver, yolks, um, dairy fat, etc., and then consume antioxidant rich foods, animal fats, that's rich, sorry, animal foods rich in carnosine, anserin, glutathione, ophedrine, etc. So I think few people know this, but animal foods contain very unique and specific, very highly protective antioxidants that's not found in plants. So the antioxidants in plants, they work more as like a hormetic stressors and stuff. Whereas the anti antioxidants in animal foods, this is actually directly protective. They're immediately protective. They don't need to induce some kind of hormetic something to be protective. They're immediately protective. So that's why I'm always like emphasizing animal foods for maximizing testosterone, etc. And here's a list of compounds that can actually protect you against the harms of BPA. So this is all the plant compounds that has been studied. You've got fenugreek, grapeseed extract, propolis, nigella sativa, green tea, ginkgo biloba. I know there are triglycerides, there's not renginin, taurine, zinc, selenium, NAC, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, first of all, minimize BPI exposure as much as possible. And then make sure you detox your BPI effectively. That could be via sauna or just sweating like a maniac. And then it could be um, 
you want to make sure you eat enough vitamin A to detox it. And then you want to make sure you eat foods, animal foods, rich in antioxidants that will protect against the harmful effects of the damage caused by the BPA. And so, yeah, minimize BPA and it can lower your testosterone. It, can, it might be able to lower your testosterone, but it's more so an endocrine disruptor where it will cause erectile dysfunction issues and libido issues and like sexual issues in general. All right, guys, this is it. That's a wrap. Hope this video is helpful. I'll check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.